the How To Podcast with Daniel and Matt. In our podcast, the two of us explore what's behind how, behind your operating way. We see this as an extension of the academy, a place to continue our learning and drive our culture. Through interviews and conversations, we'll aim to share best practices from inside and outside the Honey Group. And you can expect some fun and insightful conversations with some inspiring people. We are back with a guest. This time on the podcast with us is Peter Behlen, Senior Business Partner Lean and our colleague from the How Team. And together we sit down and have a conversation on daily performance management. What is daily performance management? How does it work? And why is it so important for us? And why is Peter so excited about it? And for us, the conversation was a lot of fun and we hope you enjoy it as well. Let's get straight into it. So hi, Peter. It's, it's great to have you here. We're really interested on this podcast. We wanted to talk about daily performance management and we know this is a hot topic for you. So I guess it'd be really good for us to start with the simple things of, so, so what is daily performance management? We hear it sort of talked about. Give us a take in on it. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Matt, for inviting me to uh, this session. And uh, I'm quite excited to uh, yeah, to explain a bit more about uh, daily performance management and probably why I'm so excited uh, about it. And, um, yeah, I got self-introduced uh, to daily performance management uh, around 15 years ago. And it really changed the way, let's say, how I managed my day. So from an, uh, let's say from an unstructured running from problem to problem, I got introduced to, an, uh, to a system that helped me manage my daily, uh, my business on a daily basis and really to, to get control and give me the time to uh, what I nowadays call not only looking at today, so fixing problems, but it gives me time, it gave me time as a leader to look at tomorrow. So I think that was great. And yes, it took me a while to really understand all the elements. Huh? And uh, uh, so from a change management perspective, uh, also myself had to go through some kind of change. But I can only tell, and in every uh, DPM I introduce to the business, I start with saying, if, if you make me tomorrow responsible for this department, the day after tomorrow we will implement DPM because I don't know a better way to run my business on a daily basis. Okay, so you started explaining daily performance management. Now, Peter, uh, think of me as as I have no clue about daily performance man management, which I don't have so It's much. Closer to the truth than you know. Yeah. But go on. <laughs> no, uh, but uh, take me to your take me to your operations side. Um, what is, how does it look like running uh, daily performance management? What are the What is the system looking like? Is that something digital? Is there paper involved? How does it look like? Yeah, okay, so good question, uh, Daniel. And I think you also uh, touching now some cultural classes, but uh, in my world, it's a lot of paper-based. And a paper-based means that a lot of it is accessible and it's visual for everyone. Uh, everything that's in the system, you need a password to, to uh, and one uh, major element of uh, DPM is creating transparency. It's a transparency where we are as a business and uh, we, uh, and if you would look at uh, a DPM system, probably the most visual thing you would see is what we call the DPM board. So basically containing the, the visual met of uh, the metrics 
which we follow on a daily basis and which gives us a balanced view on how are we performing. And they are basically, uh, it starts with safety. So that's the, our number one priority. So we want to each and every day have a safe day and ensure that our employees get to work safe, but also get home to their family in a safe way. Then the next two uh, KPIs are mainly focused on, uh, focus on the customer. So are we delivering the right quality and the right uh, the, the products at the right time or the services? So it's not only for operational areas, uh, it can also be for transactional areas. So, but are we serving our customers well? And then we look at uh, the, the, the shareholder. So are we uh, do it cost effectively? And also, are we not burning too, too, uh, too much cash in our business? So that's what you uh, probably will see. Uh, we measure them on a daily basis. Um, uh, very important uh, aspect I managed, uh, I've uh, mentioned already is uh, the visual aspect and the transparency. So in three seconds or less, you can see are we winning or losing as an, as an organization. And now, uh, why is that important? So everyone knows that we then, if we have a problem, it's clear to everyone, hey, we're underperforming, we have an issue, hey, and we, now we need to work together to solve this issue. And that's for me the other benefit. Instead of waiting till the end of the month to look at our KPI results and, hey, see, we have an issue, we have now teams immediately already addressing their daily issues and solving them before they become a big problem uh, for us. So that is what's very important. But what I always say, a DPM, we talk about the DPM system and not only about the DPM board. So all the aspects around and what I would call visual control, leader standard work, but also leadership behaviors are very important element because at the end, it's all about engagement. So what we want to do with DPM is engage, let's say empower our employees, uh, um, uh, use their knowledge, and uh, maybe I make, make a sidestep to, uh, uh, we, we, uh, we talk and continuous improvement a lot about waste. And one of the ways we talk about is unused creativity of our people. So in the old, the old-fashioned way of doing business is basically okay. People came to work, they put the head off, put it in the closet, and then uh, the, the leader uh, or the manager would think for them and tell them what what to do. And the same people are, t- are going home at the end of the day. Uh, they running. Uh, they are uh, let's say uh, responsible for uh, let's say running sports clubs. Uh, they do all kind of things. They they getting to banks, getting more mortgages, all kind all kind of things they they do in their personal life. And we don't. They have hobbies which we can uh, where they learn things. And we think that we can't learn them and we can't use them. And if we and that. We have 19,000 people or 20,000 people in our whole organization. If we each and every day can have a small idea of them or a small improvement, imagine what kind of speed we would, let's say, overrun our competition. And that, that is coming. And that's why the other elements of DPM, the DPM board is only the, uh, let's say the outcome of the system that's once behind. It's le- how you do leader standard work. It is a visual control. So what kind of standards uh, do you have and how do you ensure that you maintain the standard but also improve them? So how do you take the wasteful elements in your standard out of that? Uh, gamble walks. So ensuring that you, you get into touch with your employees 
uh, understanding what are the daily issues, are they successful? And if not, what can we do together to make the rest of the day successful? Uh, that is what for me DPM is about. And it's about yeah, engaging every, each and everyone every day in uh, running the business. Maybe we, we, you talked about the, um, all the performance um, indicators that we also see in daily performance management. I know you also evolved the system over time because Anglefake for us is more than just financial performance, but also taking care about the planet and the environment that you mentioned as a shareholder. So maybe you can explain a little bit on how this changed the DPM system as well and what concrete visual metrics people come up with to now on a, on a team basis, on a daily basis to actually track and follow up on to improve on how they treat the planet. Yeah, that's so that what we had. So in the past, it used to be SQDCI. So uh, the E for, for environment was not in. So uh, already a while ago, we had a discussion, okay, we need to add a certain E. So then we decided to uh, put it after the S, the E. And it's uh, the reasoning behind, maybe that's a nice uh, sidestep because that's maybe uh, uh, because we work from left to right on the DPM board. It's about safety and then uh, you would say environment and why environment is now the second important because we see it as an, the long-term safety. So the, the S is focused on the today-to-day. -to -day, yeah? So you come to work and do your work on the safe. But if we don't protect the environment well enough, it, it will threaten our safety over the longer term. So that was the reasoning to put the, the E in. Now, uh, in the beginning, we struggled a bit. We thought, okay, let's see uh, what kind of KPIs we then need to define. And yeah, it's quite nice where in the teams I work with, if you start in discussion about what can we measure, uh, it, uh, basically all the teams come up with good ideas. So uh, at Optima a while ago, um, we, we, we discussed, okay, what is now the interesting thing about? And it was in the welding department. And there we took the uh, the kilograms of steel, they, they, the scrap they produce because uh, they, uh, that, that is uh, waste. Uh, in CWS, they, they were already measuring that, is the rewash. Because every time you need to do a rewash, uh, you have the uh, electricity, uh, you have the heat, uh, all kind of things going, the water consumption going in there. So uh, that is helping. I, I yesterday got a great example about uh, out of Cork, a uh, work well on with CWS who are, uh, uh, that are measuring on six elements uh, on um, uh, environment and they measure on those six elements are we red or green and if they're all green they're also uh, green on the KPI board uh, another idea is if, uh, if you really struggle to come up with an idea just measure the amount of ideas that comes from the teams on how to save on environment so what can be a, a saving or what can we do to, uh, uh, yeah, to save on the environment? So I'm, by, by the way, I'm quite impressed because I was also struggling in the beginning myself, okay, uh, because you, you come to this team and uh, I have tons of examples what we can do in SQDCI but for the E. And it's really nice, but, and that is made probably also yeah, the power of working with the team. If you put that problem in front of the team, You get all kind of ideas and together you find the best one. And what we want to do, we test it. And if it doesn't work, yeah, okay, we need to uh, find something different. But 
I think that is the same what we what I refer to in the problem solving element. Yeah, involve the people and you get the craziest and the best ideas out of them. Yeah, and I mean that's just role modeling the process, right? If you say daily performance management is exactly for this um, purpose to involve people in it. What could be more wrong than just um, us from sitting in the honey holding, defining how you measure environment in your teams, but uh, really encouraging to see how, how they come up with their own ideas and finding great. Yeah, that's a good point. But that's also why I think that the only way to implement DPM is together with a team. So often it is a workshop we do with a team for multiple days. We develop all the elements, we train them and then... While we implement it, we teach them the system, and then after a few days, they do their first trial. So it's part of the, yeah, let's call it the continuous improvement culture. Yeah, maybe tell us, <clears throat> because um, I, I, you mentioned that your career started 15 years ago, so I imagine you have experienced a lot of different DPM systems and various teams. Maybe tell us the last time you joined the DPM meeting, and uh, when, when was that, and what was your your takeaway from this session uh okay I, i i've joined now several ones by the way thanks that you uh, my career started 15 years ago it was i think 25 years ago but i think for i look looked so young and that you yeah yeah that is. <laughs> Uh, it was 15 years ago that I really, or more, yeah. it's somewhat more than 15 years, I really started and to, uh, to use this. And uh, um, so your question is about yeah, what are my takes away from the uh, uh, DPM sessions? It's a bit depending. Uh, you see different levels in the organization. So the good news is that uh, many teams in our organization started with DPM. Uh, I also, it's clearly also down to leadership. So uh, it's... It's almost one-on-one, -on -one depending on, okay, how, how involved is the leader and in buying in into DPM. It also, uh, you see it back in the quality of the DPM and the outcome of it. Uh, so I see a lot of successes. Uh, maybe the number one thing I see where we can improve, basically in all DPM system, is to involve the operators and the employees more in the problem-solving area. So what we see is that uh, a lot of teams are implementing it uh, successfully. Uh, they're running, they're doing the right things. The next step they can take to even take it to, and, uh, to the next level and to get more benefits out of it's also involving uh, operators more and employees more in the whole process. And that is, and to me, that means more than uh, only the stand-up meeting. So uh, each of every them is uh, of them is doing the stand-up meetings. So basically, uh, at the beginning of a, a day or uh, having a stand-up meeting, uh, looking at the last 24 hours and also what's ahead of us uh, today. But it's more like okay, also involve the people that really, let's say, uh, face the daily problems in the problem-solving efforts. Yeah, what's better if you can bring the people that actually see the problem on a daily basis or on the basis that the problem occurs are there to, to solve the problem themselves. And maybe in the future, you don't even as a leader need to support and the team is able to come become into a problem-solving routine or habit where they actually um, start solving problems more often themselves. Yeah, but then, then you also, uh, uh, and I fully agree, so you don't need to convince me on this, uh, what I still uh, bit see, and whether it's a mindset or a culture, how you want to call it, I don't know, is that 
some of the, the businesses or some of the, the teams working, that productivity, people are productive if they spend time on, on, on their actual work. But I think what we need to learn where we can benefit if we want to accelerate our journey and uh, each and every process can be improved is that we see, let's say, the job of people is, is the work they need to do together with continuous improvement. Uh, so problem solving. So looking at to, to, uh, 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 and, uh, a lot of what we do is waste. But if we train the people to see the wasteful aspects in their work uh, to understand, then we, we can really accelerate. But yeah, you need to see the value of involving uh, the people. And uh, uh, yesterday I was talking to uh, one of my colleagues and I think he had also a fair point. Some of the, uh, now uh, I'm not talking about uh, an office environment, but maybe also an office environment, they have uh, a lot of repetitive work they need to do. And also from from them, that perspective, if you every now and then you you take the the people out of their let's say repetitive job and let them do something else, or uh, I think that can also be a, a great contributor to engagement, uh, and that and even more, and that comes back to the real reason that you respect the people, uh, the respect that the the one that knows best what the problem is is the person that that does uh, does the job. Uh, that you as a leader have the bigger picture, you know the direction, uh, and you know that you know uh, how to ask the right question. Uh, and that is that those two things. So you as a leader knowing what direction we go, what the bigger picture is, uh, bigger picture is, together with that person or that team that face that problem on a daily basis, yeah, if you combine that, I think uh, uh, you have almost gold in your hands. Yeah. And what you just described is sounds to me like if we have DPM in place and people next to their day job um, focus on problem solving, that's where we can live our honey and areas, right? At best, like focusing on the customer by tracking on the daily basis, whether we serve the customer, eliminating our waste so that we can spend time on the, on the really essential things that are adding value for the customer, then empowering others through having visual metrics up there Improving every day, which is kind of like the, the name of continuous improvement itself and the whole uh, par paradigm behind this process. Um, but also um, competing with others. I think you can see like other teams, other DPM uh, boards in our company. And maybe this is something for the future where we can even uh, like challenge ourselves on how can we make best um, use of this. And um Yeah, and, and taking ownership, and uh, yeah, that's and what you meant yeah. with uh, giving the responsibility to the people, right? And, and that I think also, and I couldn't explain it uh, better than you just did, uh, Danielle, but there you also see that it's not just a tool, it's also yeah, a, a, part, a way of running your daily business. It's just not a tool I apply, no, it's, it, it's, it, it's a process, it's, it's a culture, and it's It's, it's how I want to run my business because it takes uh, care of those core behaviors. So Peter, if we look at DPM, I guess there's, there's benefits for different groups. I'd love to understand, you know, from a leader's point of view, so I, I want to say outside of the team that's actually implementing DPM, what's, what's in it for them? So what, if you're in that, you know, it's not me implementing it, it's the, the team implementing it, but why would I want to do it as a leader? 
Uh, yeah, good question, because uh, I think uh, within DPM we have different uh, stakeholders and they all have a bit of a different, yeah, probably, uh, and, uh, of good English, what's in it for me, yeah. uh, what's now. Uh, so if I look at the different levels, uh, I think it already starts with a clear expectation, uh, a clear definition of what we expect our employees to do. So uh, just for me, a, a simple example, if you... If I come to you, Matt, for an example, and tell them, okay, hey, we have a problem with, uh, let's call, uh, our quality. Yeah. Our quality is not okay. Yeah, the first question, probably the reaction from you can be, yeah, but are you now telling that I'm uh, producing or created bad uh, quality? So if you have an expectation that how that is clear how we measure and you measure it and I come to you and then you would probably say, yeah, I've seen that on the board and by the way, I already thought about it. So instead of having discussion that you blame or you feel blame as an employee, as a leader, you quickly can already go to the reasons why. So that is probably uh, one. So it gives that leader that that transparency of understanding. Yeah, but also the employee. So it's a, a bit. So instead of having an argue together, uh, who yeah. it's about, it's more about why do we have a qual- uh, quality okay. issue, and that yeah. that is for me, that is only one. Um, I think if you do it well, you uh, you reduce the amount of firefighting. Eh? If you solve your problems well, you take out the root cause of the problem. It will. Uh, reduce the amount of firefighting uh, you need to do. Now, yeah. what do we do with that that time uh, spent on continuous improvement? Uh, it's uh, as a, as a leader, you can spend more time on. Uh, okay, what can what is the next thing we can improve? What are the bigger uh, maybe a workshop? Uh, how you improve even further? And if you are in exec in the executive management, it gives you more time uh, to look at your uh, strategy. Uh, so instead of uh, force to think about uh, today, it really gives you the time to think about tomorrow and especially uh, executive management. I think that's the reason why you are at that level. Uh, another example is uh, uh, problems are addressed earlier. And uh, 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 instead of that you wait till the end of the month, you, ha- uh, you have already your teams working on your problems. So before you know it, Instead of that, you realize that there is a problem and you need to react to your teams, your teams are reacting to it. So that is, for me, the benefits. And it's, of course, a different layers of leadership, what comes in. But it's all making life more or a day more predictable. And with that, and I think at each and every level of leadership, it will give more time to look at tomorrow. Uh, what is then the next improvement or what is then uh, regarding strategy what we need to work on so and i'm conscious that some of our audience will be then part of those teams actually implementing dpm so so having heard the you know the and, and i get some of these are sort of dual benefits but the benefits for the, the for the leader in terms of implementing this in their respective teams but if I'm a team member, what's in it for me? Because, it, you know, it, it's feeling like, okay, they're doing it to me, but is there something in it for me? Or yeah, is it just I stuff? think uh, there's a lot. And uh, I think that maybe you're now touching the most important element we want to drive uh, with DPM. It's, it's all about employee engagement. And how do we look together with DPM? So not only DPM, the employee uh, engagement is first. 
uh, I, I saw something I would call, uh, uh, I would call basic stability. And basic stability means, uh, uh, in this case, three elements. You give people ownership about their workplace. So how can you organize your workplace? You give them the problem-solving ability. So you give them, you empower them to solve your own problems. And then the next step is also, and that is your task as a leader, is to ensure that their equipment or the, the tools or the systems are working so that they can perform their job well, uh, on time, with a wide quality. Now, if you do that, that's what we would call, that creates, uh, I call mutual trust. Yeah. So basically, hey, you trust each other as an employee, you get the, uh, the environment where you can, uh, 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 where you can, how uh, you call it, uh, and now uh, I'm searching for what Im- uh, impact your own workplace. Yeah, so you yeah. have ownership yeah. about your workplace. And as a leadership, you ensuring that your leader, uh, that, you, uh, that your employees can be successful. Now, on basis of that, you basically can work on employee satisfaction. So then you work around the burden. How do you uh, now uh, so, uh, yeah, ensure there is even, uh, uh, I call it, not a lot of unevenness in the business, but that uh, people can be successful on a daily basis in an eight-hour yeah. job, for instance, uh, that they can do that job. How do you now ensure that the people are willing to follow your standard because they trust you that is the right thing? And how can you also uh, engage them in changing those standards to uh, to take the, all the wasteful aspects out of uh, of of the work that are currently in there to take them out? And if you d- work on those elements, I think then you really en- engage your people and. At the end, that's force, and then I think that's the biggest benefit of all this. Uh, you create a cust- you can create an environment where customer with customer centricity, where at the end also our customer uh, benefits from. So if I'm seeing this, because I'm just trying to, so if I see this correctly, what you've got is basically is the leader gets to, the responsibility is held by the team to deliver the outcomes. The leader is there to support and make that happen. And the team get ownership and responsibility of how to come up with uh, improvements to continue their journey and to improve performance, which is fundamentally, of course, what the leader gets. And both get transparency and support from each other to achieve the outcome. I'm conscious of our coming to the close of our thing. And, and Thomas left us with one question that he wanted to ask the next person that joined us. So, Peter, that falls to you. So, so the question Thomas had was, and I guess I guess we probably already know the answer that you're going to give here, but how can we accelerate our Enkelfeg journey? And now that was Thomas genuinely wanted us to ask you, the next person, that question. So maybe you'd like to tell us the answer. Yeah, for me it's uh, quite easy, and I, I already between the lines, I think I gave the answer. Uh, if you look at the uh, the objectives we have with DPM, we look at the we look at the uh, employee with safety. We look at the environment. Uh, we look at our shareholder, and uh, uh, we look also at our customers. And now I missed that one, I think. Uh, so we have the customer, we have the shareholder, we have the uh, the environment. And we have the employees. So basically, those four shareholders. And if with DPM eh, we can, uh, of when we are able to involve our twenty thousand people in this organization, yeah, I think uh, that's the only. Uh, it goes beyond yeah. uh, uh, Mark II. I think with the 
with the journey to become Enkelfeig. So how do I get this start? You know, the the concept is exciting for me because it gives all of that ownership, that responsibility, all of the things we've talked about. So where do we begin? If 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 you know, if people are listening to this, going, yeah, but okay. So how do I find out more, or how do I implement this? My team, what do I do? Where where do I begin that journey? Now, normally, where you begin that journey, and that can uh, yeah, you can reach out to uh, us at Haniel, uh, but also to your local CI uh, leaders. They all have information. Uh, what uh, DPM is all about. Yeah. Uh, then what we normally do if uh, if really want to go to the next step and implement DPM, we often do that what we call uh, let's call it the DPM Kaizen of a workshop, uh, right. where we really then prepare. We select the team. Uh, it, it's team effort. So we select the team, and then within a week. We develop the system, we build it up, and we start uh, normally, let's say, on the fourth day with running it. And then also doing a, a certain period, you also get coaching. So coaching uh, on the problem solving, on running, and understanding, okay, how well is it going? Uh, what's, go- what's going well? But also, uh, uh, my, there might be things that are not running as well or where you struggle with. Uh, there you get then support in uh, delivering that one and uh, yeah that's cool I mean I think I think yeah you're going to get a tidal wave of people kind of going look who wouldn't want to have more responsibility more ownership more you know ability to affect things and have that level of engagement with other people it, it, it you know it to me it's it seems an obvious construct I, I just can only believe that people haven't understood what's really here so I, I hope today's been really useful to give people that insight Thank you very much. Thank you. So, this is it. This was our conversation with Peter on daily performance management. And half an hour is already gone. We hope this brought some clarity to you. And it makes you even more curious uh, to find out more about daily performance management and what it brings to you, as well as to your team. For me personally, this conversation once again made clear how critical, how foundational Daily performance management is to our overall transformation. To become ankle fake, outperforming by doing good, we need this common language that enables us to engage everyone, to include everyone on our journey to really accelerate. We hope you enjoyed listening. If you don't want to miss out the next episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and see you then on the next episode. Cheers. Cheers.